Welcome to the Business of Beverages, Drinks Industry Insights with Makers, Marketeers and Mischief. Hello and welcome to another shot of our little quiz between myself and Mr. Podrick Fox. Hello, Foxy. Hello, Will. How you doing? I'm excited for this. Yeah, well, we're one all in our double shot series, so I'm very excited to see who comes out on top. Uh, I'm going to assume it's going to be you, but you know what? If I leave here with learning something, it's not all about the score at the end of this. Oh. <laughs> well, I secretly fume <laughs> on the inside. Right. Obviously, I'm probably going to pay for that uh, last quiz. But let's kick off. This time, I think I might ask the questions first, if you're happy with that. I'm very happy with that. Okay. So this beverage comes from a region that was first granted AOC status in 1936. Okay, so Appalachian of origin, so it can only be produced in certain regions. Yes. You didn't say it, it was the only region that could produce this beverage. It is the only region. Happy, to, the, happy oh. to confirm. It is the only region that can produce this beverage. Okay. Doesn't massively narrow it down for me. No, but I did say AOC. Oh, hang on. So Appalachian of origin would be an AOO. AOC is French, is it? Appalachian Controle. Okay, so I'm going to guess something French, and I'm going to go straight off the bat with cognac. Incorrect. Um, but I like your logic. Uh, this, in contrast to similar styles, is made to be consumed fresh. And when we say fresh, I mean within two years. Oh, so it's something with a sell-by date. I'm assuming. It doesn't actually technically have sell, sell by date, but um, it is advised by those who produce it that you should consume it relatively fresh. So the other thing that's screaming out at me is champagne. Because I actually don't ever remember seeing a sell by date on a bottle of champagne. However, you can have vintage champagnes, but they might be a blend rather than the new product. So... I'm going back on anything else, so for lack of any other answer, I'm going to go champagne, even though I know it's wrong. Fantastic logic. Uh, you are incorrect. The third Thursday in November marks the release of the new product every year, and it is greeted with a festival-like atmosphere in its home country, including marathons. Oh. Hang on. So, including marathons, which, you know, Greek... No, I've gone got off on a complete I, I think, yeah, that, I'm that, overthinking this. I'm that overthinking was just, this. That was just for a bit of colour, but okay. um, the third Thursday in November. Yeah, if you're, this Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's the one that jumps out at me more for the third oh, sorry, Thursday in yeah, November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, given your time in the States, I'm not surprised that's come to you. But, yeah, um, my, my sister's birthday is, not that it's on a Thursday every year, but it's in around that week <laughs> as well. So, you know, it's it's low down on my list of priorities in the third week of November. Okay, so let me read this again. The third Thursday in November marks the release of the new product every year, uh, and it's greeted with a festival-like atmosphere. Um, new. Go back to your first clue and think new. What was the first clue again? AOC, Appellation Controle. No, that's, that's not helping me. Okay, so for two points, this light-bodied, Red wine can only come from a designated region just north of Lyon. Just north of Lyon? Yes. 
I mean, I, I'm not good on wine. Okay. Is, 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 <laughs> is, is Burgundy in that region? Uh, is, is, that, is that a type of wine? Burgundy is a type of wine in the wine region. And, uh, and I'm happy to confirm before I take your uh, final answer on this round that this region is considered part of Burgundy. I feel like I should know this. I feel like it's a really... This is one going to be one I'm going to look back on going, of course, of course, that's what it was. It's tricky, to be fair. I'm not brilliant on wine either. I, I like I know there's red, I know there's white, and I know there's also rosé, and you get that by mixing the red and the white together, <laughs> as is my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I am joking. I, am, I, I do know that is not how you make rosé. It's white wine with food colouring. <laughs> Well, David Gluckman in episode five talked about exactly that, how how he created Piatto Red, which was to take blue non and add red wine colouring <laughs> or red red food colouring. Okay, so <laughs> for one point, 38 villages in this region are entitled to produce a superior version of the wine distinguished by the title Village. No, I, I'm, I'm just not good on wine at all. Okay, okay. Beaujolais. Beaujolais Nouveau. Oh, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. Um, yep. So Beaujolais Nouveau to be consumed fresh. It's similar to to other styles, but you want to be consumed fresh. Third Thursday in um, uh, November is Beaujolais Day uh, when they release the Beaujolais all around France. So this, this kind of festival atmosphere. And then yes, it is part of the Burgundy region, but it's entirely separate in, from a from a wine presenting point of view. And Beaujolais Village. There's bottles of Beaujolais Village in every wine shop in the country. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to have to start visiting wine shops. <laughs> okay, well... And learn how do they actually make rosé. Wine was a bit of an outlier. Our first ever duck egg. Fair, uh, fair play on that one. Um, I, I I think you could have given me another five clues that got progressively, progressively easier. <laughs> and until you <laughs> ends in Beaujolais. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's see if I can go one better. All right, so so for for your one, I, I do think you'll get this before we get to to number one. But uh, we'll start off with for for five points. Uh, this beverage was invented by William Owen, a pharmacist in the north of England in 1927. Oh, it's quite late. Iron brew. It's not iron brew, but I like where your your head went on that one. The uh, <laughs> north of England, I think iron brew was even norther than north of England. Yeah, but it, it, it struck me that it was the kind of thing that probably hidden in its history, even though it's the national drink of Scotland. Um, perhaps it actually secretly came from you know Newcastle or Gateshead or somewhere like that. And it sounds like the kind of thing that probably was invented by a pharmacist as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's go for four points. Okay, uh, among my many ingredients is carbonated water, citric acid, lactic acid, unspecified flavorings, potassium sorbate, sodium bisulfate, caffeine, ascorbic acid, and various coloring. Oh, that describes every soft drink ever. Um, oh, okay. Well, do, do you want me to add to that? Actually, there, there's a there is trace ethanol in the product as well. So until 2004, Muslims couldn't actually drink this. Ooh. But then there was a change in regulations and now it is available uh, a little bit more widely. Mm, that is interesting. Uh, so something that perhaps was fermented or has some element of fermentation, obviously. So soft drinks that have ferm- fermentation. Um 
Dandelion and burdock. What was that one? Dandelion and burdock. What is dandelion and burdock? <laughs> dandelion, dandelion and burdock is a traditional English soft drink. Uh, there's carbonated fizzy versions available, uh, and it's it's kind of flavored with dandelion roots and burdock seeds. Uh, what? Pretty sure it's seeds. I've never heard of it. It does sound like a really good name for a top level cocktail club. <laughs> um, so it's it's quite an acquired taste, but it's it's nice. So it, it's I guess. It's not a million miles away from Dr. Pepper, except more bitter and more flavoursome. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. Um, that's interesting. So, obviously, that's not the answer. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. Uh, okay, uh, this this one, I think, uh, will start bringing you closer toward, towards what it is. So, until 1983, it came in a glass bottle with uh, some sort of yellow... Lucasaid. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah, sugar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> sugar, indeed. Um, yeah, so, so the rest of that clue was uh, 1983, came in a glass bottle, and then was rebranded in 1984. And between 84 and 89, sales of uh, it sales of it in the UK tripled, yeah. thanks to that rebranding. Yeah. Then for two points, it was sold to Suntory Beverages in 2013 for £1.35 billion. Pounds, and it was originally meant to be taken to give you energy when you're recovering from influenza and was originally named Glucosade. Oh, I didn't realise it was originally called Glucosade. Uh, it was called Glucosade for, for quite a portion of its um, initial years, actually. Well, I distinctly remember those bottles with the orange cellophane around the glass bottles with the orange cellophane. If you're going to see somebody in hospital... You brought a bunch of grapes and a bottle of Lucozade. That was the, uh, it was kind of like the English equivalent of flat 7-Up. Yeah, and what's like 1983, they said it was when it was rebranded, but I was born in 82 and I still remember those glass bottles with the yellow cellophane on them as well. So maybe... That's how long they took to sell out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, I've taken a 2-1 lead in the series, but I'm sure by the time we come back again, we'll have devised some more devilishly difficult clues. Yes, I'm going to have to start upskilling on various beverages. Excellent. See you next time. Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod. Uh, It is also not appropriate for replacing the fluids lost during diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) And it's actually printed on the side of the bottle. That is is a public service announcement that we should have made. Uh, There's our outtake.